welcome to Into the Basement. This is Jessica Hanna. And I'm Adrian Hanna. And tonight we're going to talk about murder. Uh, this is going to be a rough one tonight. Uh, it's a bit twisty and turny, but it's also one that for a lot of you, you've heard this before. If you're a true crime nutter like I am, you've heard this one. So this is going to be new for Adrian and that's going to be fun for us because we're going to, we get to listen to him kind of be a little bit surprised. If you haven't heard this case before, you're also in for a good surprise or a big shock. It's all, it's a terrible, terrible crime and nobody wins in this crime. Uh, Does anybody ever win in, in any crime? In- no, probably, yeah. no, I guess not. But this is a particularly rough one. Um, the good thing about doing cases, because this is a pretty modern case that we're going to do tonight. Um, the kind of good thing about doing the modern cases is that you actually get to like really get information about the victims. Mm-hmm. We don't always get a lot of good information when we do cases that are a little further back, which is a blessing and a curse, I think. But it's a blessing because you get to go, hey, this person was really cool, and which unfortunately means that the world lost somebody really cool. But also you get to say nice things about somebody who died. Which is always a good thing. Right. Um, the curse of it is, though, that we find out that people were good people and then we have to, you know, talk about their deaths. So, but before we get into anything, I want to talk about the fact that Ray Carruth was let out of prison. And I don't think you know who Ray Carruth is, do you? I do not. Do you, have, have you, do you recognize the name at all? Nope. I okay. mean, like, I recognize the name Ray. <laughs> Ray Carruth was a pa- Carolina Pan- Panthers player okay. that about 20 years ago had the a woman who was pregnant with his child murdered okay he somebody was like chasing her down in a car and like shot at her a bunch of times and she was she was like eight months pregnant at the time so was like he did it because he didn't want to pay two child supports because he was already paying child support for another girl two child support so i'll go to jail instead (laughs) well he thought he would get you know well get away with it but she called the police on the way to the hospital while she was being shot at she called the police and said i'm pretty sure that my boyfriend is having this happen that sounds like a real stand-up guy no he's a terrible person yeah and so she went to the hospital after she was shot she or i don't know if there was a car accident or something and then he Went to the hospital to act like it was, there was nothing wrong, but the and people were like, obviously you did something, and then he t- all of a sudden disappeared because they figured out that because that, she said on the nine one one call that she thought he had something to do with it. Right. Well, the baby didn't die. Good. She lived long enough. She lived about four weeks. The baby didn't die, but he was born with cognitive disabilities. So he's got cerebral palsy, and he's kind of. I mean, I don't think he's mentally slow or anything, but he, he's physically disabled. Gotcha. And um. They met his son and his and her mother met him at the jail when he got out. Wow. And I'm like, why is everybody like being like, that's fine. Right. He fucking killed somebody. Yeah. But anyway, I th- if you you guys who, who are listening, if you know about Ray Carruth, you know what a piece of shit he is. It drives me crazy that he only spent 19 years in jail for killing this woman and disabling his son. Yeah. I mean, his child probably would have been in healthy condition. 100 mm-hmm. percent if he hadn't you know had a mother who was bleeding to death for a short period of time before he was born right it's fucking bullshit yep anyway i do feel like i have heard that story before but it was probably you know 20 years ago it was and tw- yeah you don't remember never it heard anything like... about it since well then. it probably made big headlines i mean that was yeah, before well, i was into true crime but well like 20 years ago was what 
1998. Oh, we're talking like early 2000s. Okay, the early 2000s? Yeah. Yeah, early 2000s. I was living in North Carolina, so. Oh, I guess it would have been 98, 99, because he spent 19 years in prison. So I guess it would have been like late 90s. We would have been high school. Yeah. All right, let's on, get on to the case, shall we? Let's get into our case. Let's get into it. Um, okay, so let's talk about Bethesda, Maryland. Have you ever been to Bethesda, Maryland, Adrian? I have. You have? Yes. Okay, so you're familiar with Bethesda. You know yes. it's a nice area. I, yes. You know that it's like it's like the place that people live who are like fucking fancy. Mm-hmm. They're like that's like the DC bedroom community. Right. Everybody's going home, going to sleep, having a nice old cup of tea, mm-hmm. going to bed, fucking their intern, going back to work in the morning. It's also where uh, um, Bethesda Software is is based out of, um, which makes some of the more popular video games that have come out in the last decade or so. All right. Well. <laughs> Way back in 2011, so we're talking six years ago, seven years ago, seven years ago, uh, in March, March 12th, or March or May, Uh uh-oh, I think it's May 11th, or May 12th, I'm sorry everyone, I got my dates wrong, I put it in my document incorrectly, you'll have to forgive me. So, (laughs) let's go May 12th, 2011, uh, the manager at the Lululemon store in Bethesda, have you ever heard this, this, the story? I've heard of Lululemon. You've heard of Lululemon. Yes. Okay. so But at Lul- this point, I don't know anybody who hasn't. So <laughs> I suppose it's been years. Lululemon, we know what Lululemon is. It's a it's a high upscale yoga pants store, yeah. essentially. They do yoga classes there and stuff too. Um, uh, so the manager at the Bethesda Lululemon, Lululemon I always, I've always wanted to say it Lululemon for some reason, but it's Lululemon. Yep. Um, she arrived and found that the door was unlocked okay which upset her because obviously the door's not supposed to be unlocked right (laughs) she's the first one in the door's not supposed to be unlocked so on so she was a little freaked out by that but it happened to be that the apple store was right next door and they were it was during the release of this really is an upscale oh this is this is this is like you're going to spend some money you're going downtown to the lemon apple store district right of bethesda um so she the iPad 2 was coming out at this time. And I think it was like the release day. So there was like a line of people. Yeah. And so she like some random dude was like noticed that she looked a little disturbed. And he was like, do you need some help? And she was like, yeah, I'm freaked out. The store is open. And I think I, I'm i not really sure what to expect. And I don't want to go in there alone. And he says, OK, well, I'll go in for you. Or we'll go in together or right. something like that. So they go in and they look around. And for the most part... um everything's like okay so i for you those of you who haven't worked in retail they call the sales floor the sales floor and then anything in the back is like you know storage or whatever so on the sales floor there's not a whole lot but there's a couple of like bloody footprints that they sort of notice and as they make their way through the store they find um the bloody and beaten and unfortunately dead body of jana murray Okay. She's a key holder at the store, so she gotcha. she's is she dead or is she she's just, dead. Okay. She is clearly dead. There is not any. And it looks like she's been beaten to death or something. It looks like she's been she's very bloody. Yeah. Things are not going well for her. So as they ran to call nine one one, they hear a voice from the bathroom, and or it's more. I'm the ghost of it's the more key of, holder. It's more of a. <laughs> it's st- <laughs> come on. It's more like a groan. It's more like a like a someone in distress. Okay. So it's not like a like oh hi da 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 like somebody's on a cell phone. They're like holy crap, the person's still in the store and they're gonna kill us. There's a groan and they go into the bathroom, 
And one of the associates who'd worked the night before, Brittany, oh my God, Brittany Norwood, is lying on the lying on the floor of the bathroom with her feet and her hands zip tied. Gotcha. She's been. It looks as if she's been sexually assaulted. She's got tears all over. She's been cut in various places on her body, and she has a massive gash in her hand. Okay. Uh, not only does she look like she's been sexually assaulted, it also looks like Jaina has been sexually assaulted. So it looks like something very bad has gone down at the store the previous night, which is they, they closed together the previous right. night. So. so Brittany had what seemed to be a severe blow to the head. She had like, so she's bleeding down the front of her face. Okay. And if anyone here has ever had a head wound, you know that you can't tell how bad a head wound is until you are at the doctor because a head wound, like a little bump on the head will, a little bit of a nick will cause a shit ton of bleeding. I'm not sure why that is. Something about... Because that's where most of your blood is, is, I think. Is in your head? Yeah. I didn't know that. Well, I don't know. I'm guessing. All right. Well, I so... I know your, your brain requires most of the energy intake of your body it's the most calorie burning organ in your body I didn't know and, that. and it, it there's lots of blood vessels that go up into your head so okay I mean, well anyway i'm just saying i'm just shooting in the dark so but, they rush her off to the hospital okay because th- she's alive yeah yay she's alive yeah. we like when people are not dead right um so at the hospital Brittany was questioned by detective deanna Mackey, and she told the detective uh Brittany did that the night before she and Jane had closed the store at nine o'clock cleaned up and were out the door by about 9 45 so in retail of course you have to make sure all the clothes are folded you have to count the tills you have to it's not like a oh it's nine o'clock we're out of here like there's stuff to do so they were there till about 9 45 and they left and they were going in opposite directions so Brittany was going down to the DC metro and Jana had driven so she was going over to her car um Brittany gets to the metro and she realizes that she forgot her wallet which has her Metro card in it. So she needs her card. She's, you know. Been in that situation yeah, before. It's, it's kind of, it's annoying, especially because you get all the way to the fucking subway and then you're like, oh, damn it. Now I got to go back. Yep. So she calls up Jaina because Jaina's got keys. She says, Jaina, can you can you swing back by? I need to get my wallet. Jaina says, you know what? Big dumb dumb. Yeah. Jaina says, you know what? I forgot my laptop. No problem. So she go, they go back. Jaina pulls her car up in the front of the, into the front. Uh, they go in and... They don't lock the door behind them because right. they figure they're, they're going to be in, in, and, in out. and out. Yeah. They're going to just look for the wallet. Boom. They'll be out of there. Easy peasy. Lemon squeezy. So they're looking around. They can't find Brittany's wallet. Maybe she maybe she didn't even bring it to work. You know, it seems unlikely, though, because she probably had to take the metro to get to work. Right. Um, so Jana offered Brittany. It's a scam. <laughs> so Jana brought, offered Brittany to use her metro card instead. Um, and Brittany says, she goes, just pay me back tomorrow. Whatever. It's. Let's not make a fuss over this. Let's just go. Right. So as they begin to walk out, Brittany tells the police. They suddenly realize that they're not alone. They're walking out the front to the front door. All of a sudden, these two guys pop out from behind some some clothing. Some yoga pants. Some cl- yoga. Yeah. From, they pulled. They were hiding in, in piles of yoga pants. Racks of yoga pants. Not just piles. Racks. So the men sneak up or they pop out and they essentially start to attack them immediately. So one of them grabs Brittany and says, where's the money? And so Brittany brings them to the safes. They pull the money out of the safes. The other guy grabs Jaina by the hair and starts pulling her to the back of the store by her hair. That can't feel good. So unfortunate. And there's, there's plenty of other things. I don't think, I don't really want to get into detail 
because it's kind of a horrible thing. Uh-huh. So sorry, everybody, if you want me to tell you what the girls claim happened, it's not lovely. So just imagine the worst, and that's pretty much what it is. So Brittany couldn't describe the attackers, not physically. Right. Well, she could have described them physically, but she couldn't see their faces because they had they had balaclavas, they had you know face masks on, and so and as well as, well as black hoodies. However, she said that height wise, one was about six feet tall, and the other one was about five foot three. And that from the sound of their voices, they were likely white. She also said one of them had a backpack. The detective found that Brittany's story was extremely credible. Brittany was quite upset. She asked about Jaina. She blamed herself. She was quite upset about what had happened. Sure. Um, of course she would be. Right. And of course, when people started to find out about this the next that day, it started to make the place crazy because... Right. They're, here's these two girls. They're working at an upscale retail store. They're seemingly very... We're going to get into the kind of people they are in a second. They're good people. Like, th- this is a wealthy area. And shit like this doesn't happen. Right. I don't mean like... I don't mean like murder doesn't happen. Murder happens in places like this. Murder doesn't happen this way in places like this. Like, right. if, if somebody's going to get murdered in Bethesda, it's going to be somebody's murdering somebody for money. Somebody's murder... Some wife is murdering her husband. Some husband is murdering his wife. Some kid is murdering their parents. Never good scenarios at all. But they're just... It's very, very seldom that you have violent attacks on random people by random people right. in a community like this. So... So it's mortifying people. They're frightened out of their minds. Nobody's going downtown. Nobody's going shop. For the next week, nobody's going anywhere near that district, except for the psycho Apple people who really want the iPad, too. Let's be honest. They're all going. They don't care. Right. You know? They're <laughs> like, whatever. They're like, get murdered. Get, get the an, iPad. Get, a, get the new iPad. Got to go with the iPad. iPad, for sure. So the police go in, and they find a fucking horrible scene. Like, it's terrifying. There's blood everywhere. It, the retail, like I said, the retail floor also, was... you know, it's a store full of yoga pants. So that's horrific just to begin with. Especially $95 yoga pants. Oh, yeah. it's though That's worse to me than just the yoga pants. Like, <laughs> I like yoga pants. They're comfortable. But I'm not spending $100 on yoga pants. Even if I can afford them, I'm not going to do that. Right. So the retail floor, again, was mostly clean. There's some bloody footprints going up to to where, like, the safe was, which is interesting. Um, and But then as you got went to the back further... Um, where the break room, the bathroom, the hallway leading out to the back door, the sink, and where the sink and the, the kitchenette were, it was just a fucking bloodbath. Like it was covered in, covered in, in a uh, bloody footprints. And where the hallway where Jaina was found, I want to make sure that I get this right because I don't want to. So the hallway where Jaina was found led to the back door. So what police initially surmise, surmise, surmise. Is that she ran to the back door and then she got she got pulled back. Um, so she's found on the opposite wall of this hallway. So this hallway is like it's almost like like a like everything leads up to the back door and then there's like a hallway that goes like that's dead ending the dead ends. Okay. okay. And so Jaina's body is found at that dead end, and it is even worse there than anywhere else. So they found blood up to six feet on the wall. Wow. So what they think happened is that. She was chased back there, struck on the head, and then the blood splattered on the wall. So right. it was, it's not, there's not a ton of blood on the, uh, up six feet high. But there's blood. But there's up blood. There nonetheless. Yeah. Gotcha. So then as she fell, so soon as she hit her, hit her knees because she got hit pretty bad. And then they started beating on her. 
So then that's when the, all the blood is like kind of really bad so on that whole there's floor. There's like a giant pool of blood. Yeah, on the it's floor. and all over the walls. Like if that you have for those of you who've seen like the staircase stairway, it's like that, but like even smaller. Like the staircase, the documentary. Adrian hasn't seen it, so we gotta give him a break because he's looking at me like I have no clue what you're talking about. <laughs> the staircase stairway, you know. The, the stairway. I'm talking to the listeners. Is. I'm not talking to you. Yeah. You don't know anything. So, so it looked like she'd been cornered. She'd been beaten. It's terrible. So near her body was a toolbox with several weapons. It looked like it had been spilled out, essentially. Okay. So laying near it is a wrench, a hammer. Uh, there's a rope. There's a Buddha statue. because. Are, are, in, you, are you sure that they found a toolbox and not a Clue yes. uh, board game? Yes, because everything's full size and definitely not. It's a, it's a Clue LARP kit. Except for the Buddha statue. And then, of course... Well, they couldn't find a revolver. And then, of course... There's these, I don't know, Adrian, have you ever worked retail at all? Uh, no. Okay, I so. Not. I had in, to think back through all my jobs, but no. In retail, I knew the answer to that. I don't know why I asked you. Um, so there's these, so, there, so there's racks, right? But yeah. then, and they're all like sil- that silver rack that mm-hmm. people see. But then on the walls, there's. They make great, great hiding places when you're a little kid. And also when you're a murderer, I guess. Apparently, yeah. Um, so there's also like the same material. Um, you could, there's like. It's they call them pegs, but they're not pegs. They're like they're about two feet long, and they kind of clip into the wall. But they're steel, and they're about a, about two inches wide, okay. or they're about a half an inch wide, and they're about two inches thick, or something okay. like that. So one of those with was also laying near her body. So this is imagine just like a silver next. You guys, you guys probably know what I'm talking about. If you've worked retail, you know what I'm talking about. If you haven't worked retail, it's what they hang the clothes off the wall on. Okay, so that's what you've never paid attention to it. It's okay. It's just the thing that they hook into the wall when you hang the clothes on it. That's all. Gotcha. So that's hanging there or that's sitting there. I said the thing about I said the rope, right? Yes. Yes. And then so what they what investigators would eventually find was that she was choked with the rope because the rope is kind of around her at this point. And she was pummeled with at least five separate weapons. Wow. At least five, but pro- but more like six. It's like, bang, bang, bang. Well, I'm bored with hitting her with a pipe wrench. Hang on, let me get the hammer. Bang, bang, bang. Well, I'm bored with the hammer. I guess I'll switch over to the Buddha statue. Well, it gets, it's even worse. That's some serious ADD See, you're right saying there. bang, 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 right? Yeah. She had over 200 injuries to her face, head and neck, and more than 100 on her hands, arms, and shoulders. She was hit a total of 331 times. That's nuts. This isn't like overkill. I was watching a documentary and somebody said overkill is 50 times. Right. This is 331 times. This sounds like somebody who knew the victim and was real mad at him, at her. So they did the math. And if a person had done one hit per second, it would have taken five minutes. Mm-hmm. But... With the, that seems unlikely because you get super tired. Plus, you have oh, to yeah. stop and switch out weapons because apparently they're you're getting bored with one or the other. Right. So that's just you know a feat of stamina right there. Yeah. So we're talking probably thirty minutes, forty five minutes, maybe they said as low as seventeen minutes. Right. But I almost feel like it's less. It's more than that. It's like a long, drawn out thing. How do you estimate that? How do you go? Okay, so three hundred hits. Uh, with seven weapons, uh, let's see, let's let's plug that into the formula, and oh, that turns out to be a minimum time of 17 minutes. That's actually a good question. Yeah, I wonder why. So this is the kicker. This is the worst one, the worst thing about this entire thing. Oh, we haven't gotten to the worst. Part we yet? have not gotten to the worst wow. thing about her beating. 
Jaina was alive for every single blow. What killed her was when the attacker finally stabbed her in the back of the neck with a knife. Okay. A thing of mercy right there, I guess. Yeah. A thing of mercy after 330 right. other hits, though. Now, I have a quote from a from the book that I used for this for this episode. Okay. Um, it's a book called The Yoga Studio Murders. And it's a terrible fucking name. Well, by the way, this is... This I mean, it's one accurate. Of the things, but it pisses me off because I don't think that Lululemon is actually a yoga studio. I think it's just a yoga st- a yoga clothing store. Yeah, I think you're right. I maybe they do. I mean, I guess they do yoga classes on like Saturday mornings or something. Maybe, but it's not like a yoga studio. Right. It drives it drives me crazy. Yeah. But whatever. So the the book is by Dan Morse, and it's an excellent book. By the way, don't don't judge it by its cover. The cover is terrible, but the book itself is fucking excellent. So if you want to read it, this is an excellent story. So I'm gonna kind of so. What happened was there was an autopsy technician who um, had asked what happened. And the detective, the lead detective on, on the case, it was Detective Reuven, okay. explained that the crime scene was at the yoga shop in Bethesda. He told him about the suspects they were looking for, two guys in a mask, and how they'd attack these workers inside. Two guys in a mask? Oh, I know those guys. I went to <laughs> high school with them. But this guy w- had no clue. He thought Jaina had been... Based on what she was wearing and her the injuries to her body and to her face, he thought she'd been in a car accident, like she'd been thrown off of her bike and hit a tree. Okay. So that's how, like the that's how brutal. That's how it was so brutalized. That's messed up. It's horrifying. So the guy says, "Are you kidding me?" I, he could not believe it. Yeah. I so would, that I mean, that's basically what I said. Yeah. So back at the crime scene, um, the detectives in the CSI found. Two distinct sets of prints of footprints in the in the blood. So one of them was a size fourteen, and one was a smaller. That's a big foot. Sorry, that's a big foot. Yeah, that's a pretty big foot. And so the other is a smaller size, and they surmised that the size fourteen was likely the assailant, one of the assailant assailants, and the other one was probably Brittany's, which because she had said that she, you know, I don't know, she lived longer than Jaina, right. so she was probably walking around in some blood, you know. Right. So a third set of prints was never found, though. They were never able to locate a third set of prints. Gotcha. Uh, the prints also did not leave the store. They ended at that back door, which was like covered in blood. And all around it was like covered in blood. So, and they also seemed to stop completely at the sink in the kitchenette slash break room. So then they're searching around and they find a pair of men's size 14 shoes with blood on them. Somebody wearing some fake ass boots. In the store, stuck in... Like, they were stuck with with another pair of shoes, kind of someplace. I don't, it didn't say. Like, they were just stuck in a rack somewhere, okay? Gotcha. I don't know. So they, re- so the police realized that they were, these were the shoes, but they had no idea why the assailant would leave them. So the, it remained a mystery. So around this time, police were able to, you know, they're, they're walking so, around, they're doing, investigate, quit, semi, quit thinking out loud. Well, I was going to say, that's some Sherlock Holmes shit right there. It's like somebody's like... I'm going to disguise myself by wearing the wrong size boots. Dun, dun, dun. So police were able to locate video from the Apple store next door. because, And that was the only video you'd think in, a, in, in Bethesda. You, you'd think that, that on this uh, area. in, a, in a, um, a high-scale boutique like, like Lululemon, they'd have security cameras or something. I don't know. I, you I would mean, think like, so. Yeah. like 
You would think they would want people to fucking steal shit. Yeah, like you, you walk past there, throw a rock in the window, walk in, take all the yoga pants and sell them for, you know, a tenth of the price yeah. and still make a pretty penny off yeah. of off of your haul. And get and you get away with it scot-free because they don't have a video camera. Yeah. That's dumb. And the only video camera is a is a back-facing video camera that faces the back, like the parking lot in the back. Right. It doesn't face like the front of the store. It's just like the back of like where all the, you know, loading dock stuff is. So they were able to locate um, a video from the Apple store. Um, and on this video, they saw two men with similar in height to the two men that Brittany described. Okay. Um, and it was, they were walking by around the time that the attack happened. So the police are like, let's get them. Boys. This is it. This is the, these are our guys. Um, this confirmed her story, which up to this point, no, why wouldn't they believe her? But sure. at this point, they're like, well, this confirms her story. Let's go find these guys. So like two nights after the murder, uh, Detective Reuben kind of camps out in this area, just kind of watches for these guys. And we'll get into that in a second. Okay. So, excuse me. So then Jaina's car, which had been parked in front of the store okay. when she came back, was found three blocks away. Okay. So, and inside, detectives found a hat with blood on the inside, in the front, and blood throughout the inside of the car. Wow. Okay. Um, like, on the steering wheel, yeah. on the, okay. you know, like, in yeah. places where, like, somebody who drove it was bleeding would or be... covered in blood. Or covered in blood. somebody 300 times. Yes. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, so, they wondered if this is how the attackers got away, because you drive three weeks, three blocks away, you could just get out of the car and, and walk away. Nobody questions. Yeah. Um... But they weren't sure, so they just kind of let it be. They, they impounded the car for, for evidence retrieval and things like that. So anyway, so meanwhile, 28-year-old Brittany, who we're talking about the girls now, because this is we need to know about the people who've been attacked. Right. Okay, so 28-year-old Brittany was from an impeccable family. They were from Seattle. Uh, she'd come to D.C. They had, Her whole entire family came to D.C. after she was attacked. Everybody. She is from a family of nine kids. Okay. Her parents are still married. Her sisters live in D.C., so she's got two sisters in, C- in D.C., and she's there, too. Gotcha. Um, and they were a very close family. They, well, obviously, if they all showed oh, up. Oh, they all showed up. It was yeah. crazy. Anyway, so Brittany was beautiful. She was really, she was a super babe. And she was very athletic. She was a talented soccer player who earned a scholarship to a uh, college in Long Island that I'd never heard of, and I don't, I don't think they want to be associated with her, so I'm not going to throw that name out there. So she left the college before graduating, however, and she took a job in D.C. to be closer to her sisters, uh, first as a secretary for a dentist that she'd been dating, and then as the VIP manager at a high-end hotel. So she would, like, like if Johnny Depp was coming into town, she would, like, get everything he needed, you know, gotcha. that kind of thing. She was, like, she was like that. She, she had a very important job at the hotel. Right. So, but while she was there, she realized that really wasn't for her. So she decided that she wanted to realize a dream of being um, a personal trainer. Okay. And she actually got a job at Lululemon because of that. Because Lululemon kind of has relationships with local gyms. You know, they probably outfit some of these trainers in their outfits in order to, you know, get free advertising. That sort of thing. Oh, this person's real fit. Like, this is what, like, all the girls at Lululemon are really fit and they're really they're in, they're in, they're fit they're not just hot they're like they're like women who work out right and so they're like you know and then also lululemon pays for everybody to to have a gym membership and they kind of like yeah to yeah. fit the aesthetic yeah and so they kind of 
have relationships that are good relationships with these places that Britney wants to be a part of. Right. So she's getting a job at Lululemon in order to take a first step into to get some networking. Yeah. Yeah. Essentially. So she started out at the Georgetown store, which is, I don't know, I'm not familiar with the area well enough to know how far Georgetown is from Bethesda, okay. but I think Georgetown is a... It's pretty close. If, are they both in D.C.? Well, Georgetown I mean, is, right? Neither, neither one of them. I think George, Georgetown is in D.C., but Bethesda is not in D.C. So Georgetown is in D.C. proper. Yeah, I think And so. then Bethesda is just like a bedroom community or whatever. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, so she started out in Georgetown, and then she, she moved to Bethesda. Okay. She moved to working at Bethesda. She didn't move there. She wasn't living there. She was right. still living in D.C. So that's Brittany. So she's actually, actually, no, we, that's she's actually. Brittany? Yes, this is, we're talking about Brittany now. Okay. That was who I'm talking about, Brittany. So Brittany is, but she is so close to realizing her dream to be a trainer that she's actually has an interview, a second interview like that next Tuesday after this happens to be a trainer at the gym she wants to be a trainer at. I keep thinking it's Equinox, which is an actual gym out on the East Coast. I don't know if it's anywhere else in the country, but I'm pretty sure that it's out on the East Coast. It's called Equinox. There was definitely some in New York. Yeah. Okay. So now- Jaina. At the time of her death, Jaina was 30 years old. Okay. Uh, she was working towards two master's degrees in marketing communication at John Hopkins University. Okay. So she's a high-end lady. Yeah. She's awesome. So she was by all accounts a thoughtful and kind and interesting person with a good attitude and kind of, she's a bit snarky, but snarky and lots of fun. She always went for things that she wanted and she, she wasn't afraid to try things. Um, she spent her col- her undergrad years traveling the world spending she went to undergrad at george washington university okay so seriously this chick is smart um she went she basically went to she convinced george washington university to send her to spain her first year of college nice so she spent she was basically in europe all all through college um she'd come out of undergrad and gotten a job immediately at halliburton okay um and then then she went on and decided that she wanted to get master's degrees in marketing and communication so she left Halliburton and started studying marketing at all these different companies and decided to do her dissertation. I think it's what it's called at the, at the, I don't know what the, is a dissertation at the, at the master's level? Yeah. She decided to do her dissertation on Lululemon. Okay. Because their, the, their corporate culture is very like self-esteem improving. Like, like they want you to like self-improve. Right. So they're always like, they, they pay for self-help conferences by one specific guy which i think is a bit culty but i mean that's i mean i don't right if you're into it whatever and they but they all get a bulk discount maybe i don't know they they try very hard to make the people who work for them be better people right so they want smart beautiful fit people there they want people who are never not going to be there forever or they want people who are going to move up to corporate right which is actually what jana wanted to do so jana had she'd done her dissertation and then she realized she really liked it working there so then she was going to go to out to seattle in a few months um which is where her boyfriend was anyway and she was going to work for corporate lululemon gotcha so she's got her whole fucking she's got everything set right yep. um she's close to her family her dad her dad her family sounds awesome everything i heard about her family was just everything i read about her family they're just nice people it's just a very close-knit family they're always joking around her da- her parents basically her parents raised their kids really well and then had like 
the kind of relationship I think most parents want with their kids. So they were friends with their kids. They're adult kids. Right. They weren't like, oh, when my kids were kids, they were my best friends. They're like, my adult children are really great and I really like spending time with them. And so this is like just a good, solid, strong, together family. Um, unfortunately, Jaina was killed. And right. so we don't get to know all the cool things maybe she would have done. Maybe Lululemon wouldn't have worked out and maybe she would have gone on to do something cooler. But what are you going to do? Like her family is without her now and that's right. that's terrible. Right. So while the police are searching for the two suspects, because they are still searching for these two guys, they decide they need to speak with Brittany again because it's they never actually the, the only detective who spoke to her is not the lead detective. She's just a detective who was getting a statement from a victim right. that first day. So they want to go talk to Brittany. They think it's important that they talk to her. And also because she was a state. I think that this is what happens. I don't know. We haven't been victims of any violent crime. Right. I, I haven't anyway. Um, I think what happens is they talk to you and then they let you kind of go home and have a shower and chill out a little bit and, you know, sleep. Mm-hmm. And then they come back and they say, hey, did anything else happen? Did anything else come back to you? Right. Because Brittany's initial statement was kind of, it was positive and it was helpful, but it, it was pretty vague as well. Like, right. you know, and maybe maybe she remembers some more details and they want to know. So they went to her home, which is was actually an apartment in the basement of her sister's house. Okay. Um, and there she said she remembered a few other things. So what, she was certain that the attackers knew her personal information. So she starts saying, they know where I live. I'm very afraid because I... They looked through my purse and they saw my bills, which is a weird. I wouldn't be thinking about my bills. I think that I would think they would have looked at my license. But right. Well, you got to remember, though, that the reason that she went back is because of her wallet. She left oh, her yeah, wallet there. that's right. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. So she also remembered that they dragged her and pushed her on top of Jaina. So basically, essentially forcing her to look at her friend who may or may not have been dead at the time. And I'm assuming she wasn't given the long drawn out yeah. murder um they also said some pretty horrible things to her they called her the n-word they kind of said really weird and random things to her about her being more fun to play with than Jaina or something like which doesn't Gross. it's it's all very fucking weird um so then of course they're con- they're they're curious about these shoes because these shoes are the randomly size 14 boots that are just no they're not boots they're they're tennis right. shoes but they're Still, they're size 14 shoes that have been hanging out, that are hanging out in the Lululemon store. Yeah, right? and there's also a smaller pair of shoes as well, along with these, with this big pair. And so he says, is there, do you guys sell shoes? And Brittany says, no, we don't sell shoes. And then he says, is there any reason there would be shoes in the store? And she goes, yes, we do alterations, which is fucking weird. Yeah. For number one, I've never been like, let me get my yoga pants altered. Right. It's like, oh, I really like these yoga pants, but I just don't like the way they sit around this part. Can you just like? It's very weird. Right. You're wearing, but some people would dig that. So, and some people live in yoga pants. Some people really like wearing yoga pants every day. But yeah. So anyway, so they do. They have these shoes for alterations, and I and I don't know why they've got such bi- a big pair of fucking shoes for men for alterations. Right. But maybe it's because. Everyone can fit into one into the shoes. Then, I don't know. They didn't say how big the girls' shoes were. Right. So. Anyway, so they are like, okay, that explains the shoes then. But it brings up some other questions. Like, why was somebody wearing around the alteration shoes during the murder? Exactly. To hide the size of their feet to throw the cops off. So police were shocked at the callousness. Like, like you just said, it was pretty rough. The kind of things I said to her. And Detective Rubin was beginning to think, 
these guys are a little too evil. This is a little too much. Mm-hmm. He wondered if possibly the Brittany had been part of it. That maybe there were some guys that she knew. Mm-hmm. Maybe this was an inside job. That they were going to rob the place and then things got out of hand. Right. She, her, she wasn't beaten to death. Right. She's kind of cut up a little bit and she's got a bang on her head. It's just, it's, you know, things, the gears are starting to turn mm-hmm. in Ruben's head. He also thinks maybe it has not, maybe there isn't anybody else. Maybe it's just her. So he says, I'm just going to sit on it. He brings it up to his, to his partner. His partner says, I don't think so. We can't do that. We can't start talking this way. This is a very serious, very serious idea. She's a victim. People feel sorry for her right now. There's a lot of problems there that could come up that we don't want to deal with. Let's make sure 100% before we start slinging allegations. Makes sense. And so they say, let's just, let's not say anything to anybody except for people we can trust that we're looking into possibly kind of just slightly examining this way just to make sure that we're covering all our bases. So they go back to the, to the police station and Ruben's kind of getting anxious about it. And his partner says, okay, tell the, tell the rest of the group. So tell the other detectives who are in on this. So this is, we're talking about Deanna, the woman who, sorry, Mackie. Mackie. And then there's um, a guy, Craig Wittenberger and he's the sergeant. And so they start kind of workshopping the kind of stuff that they would need to know. Right. Um, If she was possibly the assailant. So they decide that a few things need to be done in order just to check for that sort of thing. So what they decide is, number one, they need to check Jaina's car for Brittany's blood. And two, they need to check the zip ties, particularly the ones around her wrists. Mm -hmm. For bite marks, because if she was gonna right, then she put them on, she the... close them with her with her teeth to tighten them up. Around this time, so this is a we're talking like we're we're talking a very sh- short period of time. So the the crime happened on Friday. We're talking like Sunday or Monday. Okay. Um, the police come in on Saturday morning, and then we're talking like Sunday or Monday. The this is when they're they're already starting to think this is this is maybe not adding up the way we thought it should add up. Right. Um. Around this time, they find the two guys from the video. So who the guys are. So so Reuben is sitting outside waiting for, for people to show up. Right. And it turns out that then he sees these two guys walking, the one's short, one's tall. They got a backpack. He says, oh, geez, that's on my guys. You know, so he goes up and he runs over and he says, hey, is this you guys? He shows them a picture of them. And they're like, yeah, that's us. We walk home this way every night. We work dishwashers at the, you know, the Olive Garden. Let's, what's a higher end fucking restaurant? I don't know. Chain restaurant. They work at like a upscale Olive Garden. Upscale Olive Garden. They they wash dishes there. They walk home this way every night of the week. They always wear black. That's the that's part of that's their uniform. So that's why they're dressed that way. So they check their alibi. The guys are totally legit. It's not them. Dun dun dun. In the meantime, there's a homeless guy named Keith Lockett, and he is seen with a, about about the time that this event happened. Around the time they, that the 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 beating and the assault happen. Uh, this guy is seen with a guy about because Keith's tall. He's about six feet tall. Yep. And then he's seen with a guy who's about five, three. And that guy has a backpack. So Keith becomes a Keith becomes a suspect. 
he turned he he turned up at a bloody he turned up bloody at a hospital about ten miles away from where he normally would hang out. We're talking a homeless guy. They don't right. go very far. They right. don't go ten miles out of their way for anything. Right. They stick around the same places. And he's he's rambling. He is talking about having a fight with a guy. He's talking about how he didn't hurt that girl. He's just like going out. Like he's just they don't know how to make heads or tails of this guy because he's just kind of out of it. And then they realize he's so out of it that they would have easily overpowered him. Like this guy wouldn't have done anything to these girls. They right. would have been like, he's crazy. Right. You know, he probably would have gotten distracted and not hit her, you know, with seven different weapons and stabbed her in the back of the neck. He wouldn't have known to do it. Like he's just, but, and also the, the blood on his, on his, on him that they found was fresher than what it would have been if the, if he had been involved in the, right. in the murder. So it's one of the, so like he got in a fight the night before they picked him up and the, the assault was two or three days before the murder was two or three days before that. So he gets, he ends up getting cleared of this. So back at the store, because they're working the store for a while. I don't, I don't think sure, it's like yeah. a one day thing when no. it comes to this sort of thing. Um, CSI are investigating the crime scene. I mean, I'm sure they get to take their time because nobody wants to go to that store anyway. Fuck no. Um, so the footprints become really important here. So they're going through, and of course, like I said before, they only found the two sets of footprints. The thing about the small set of footprints is that they're kind of, nor- they're pretty normal. So it shows like Brittany walking to the front door to lock it because the, the assailants had said go to the, go to the door and lock it. It shows her, her footprints behind the counter where she went and gotten this or that. And then it shows like her just kind of walking around normal, not normal, but like the way that it's been kind of explained to her. Right. And then the size 14 shoes are always on top of Brittany's. They're never not. I mean, they've got a guy who comes in and he like takes pictures and looks at the placement and looks at everything possible to make sure that they're getting this right because they want to do the, a great job. Right. So they figure out that these that the big prints are always on top of the little prints. Like purposefully? No, just like that because somebody walked over them after somebody else had walked there. Okay. So say Brittany walked over it first and then the villain walked over her Okay, 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 okay. So either they were trying to mask where she was walking or... that not. No, I'm were, sorry. They're not like directly over. But they're nearby. There's, no, no. It's, it's, it's like Brittany walked around in blood first uh-huh. and then put on a different pair of shoes and then walked around on top of the other prints on like because she's walking around the store. Do you get what I'm saying? Do you not... You don't understand. I'm not saying she's walking directly over where she walked. I'm not saying that they... That they walked directly over where she previously walked. I'm saying that the prints themselves came after the first oh, prints. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I see what you're saying. So, so there's, they're, they, they're able to tell that, that, that like one print Brit- was Brittany later. went walking around everywhere, but then all of the 14 foot or 14, size 14 prints were over top, but were done later. Yes. Okay. They were like, like somebody put different okay. shoes on. I got you. And I thought it was really weird because, like, why would why would somebody go and walk directly over no, top of? No, it's not that. It's yeah, not. Okay. okay, I'm sorry okay. if that yeah. was confusing. Yeah. So, in addition, I mean, it lent itself to the theory that's brewing in my head right now. But uh, so it, in addition to that, 
the size 14 prints they seem to kind of dead end and not really know where to go or they'd right. be said like they were like by a sink or something no i mean like or... not only that but like they would go into a hallway that didn't end like there's this is a weird like a weird shaped store it's uh-huh. it's um like a railroad apartment almost okay. like it's really long and narrow and so like for some reason there's like storerooms and things like that that dead end and then the these prince would like walk all the way up into the corner and like have to turn around but it didn't make any sense why they would th- why right. they would be there so like it's just kind of feeling a little bit more like a setup just feeling a little bit more like it's trying to th- it was done to throw the police the si- off the size 14 boots were a red herring yes um in addition to that britney's body was found or not britney britney's britney britney who was not dead so her body we're just gonna say where Brittany was laying down on the bathroom floor, there was glass underneath her, but she wasn't cut by the glass. So it was almost like she just like kind of laid down comfortably on the glass. They also found a box of flex ties that were similar to the ones that she was bound with in the store, like a huge box, like of thousands of flex ties. I mean, that's not suspicious. No, I mean, they'd use what was there, right? Like, so, but then they also found these wormy ridges. This is a rare in blood. Okay. This has to go. This goes back to the shoes. I'm sorry. I put it wrong in a bad place. So they kept seeing that there would be like just like little like curly cue spots of blood. Like like worm like as in there's just like one little streak of something through the blood. Or like it would just be like a little streak of blood there here and there. And it was kind of weird. And sometimes it curled and sometimes it was. And they were like. Was it from the shoelaces? They, they said, that, that looks like if you washed off your shoes, but didn't get your shoelaces and then didn't tie your shoelaces. So they went back to the labs and they essentially covered their shoes in blood and then washed them off uh-huh. and didn't tie their shoelaces. And that's exactly what it was. Nice. It was just kind of wormy, yeah. shoey things. So we're now we're talking about, we're seeing, a, we're things are starting to make sense. So now we're thinking about, about, Okay, the the print seemed to end at the sink. Okay, right. well somebody washed their shoes off. Yeah, the shoes had clearly been washed off. I mean, that's kind of initially what I thought is if the shoe shoe prints end at the sink, well somebody took their shoes off and cleaned them, but clearly they didn't do a good job of it. Well, they didn't think about their shoelaces right. for sure. So it's things like this that are kind of starting to go okay. And Reuven in a lot in a few of the things, and definitely in, in the book and in the doc the good documentaries I I was watching said he started to think. This has got to be an inside job mm-hmm. because none of the weapons were from outside. Right. They used the shoes that were inside. The prints end at the doorway. This is Brittany. Right. This is Brittany. This is Brittany, Brittany, Brittany. There's That's nobody else involved. What I was thinking. Brittany is the only one who could have done this. She did it. So now they're going on. Their, now they're going on their on their hunch. Because right. at this point, it's a big hunch, but right. it's a hunch. It's still a hunch. They've got a little bit of corroborating evidence, but nothing concrete. They certainly can't go to the media and go, Brittany did it. Yeah. Right. So they're, they're they're hunching. They decide to question her again at the police station this time, but they want, she's not under arrest. They do it as saying, we need to get your full set of fingerprints and your full DNA because we want to eliminate any prints that are yours. Right. Because obviously we know you were there. We don't necessarily need I mean, we just want to know who, where your prints are and where, you know, right. that kind of thing. And also having your DNA will, you know, will be able to tell where your blood is and where her blood is and things like that. And so while she's there, they're just kind of chatting with her and they're just like, hey, can you tell us the thing again? And Brittany's, Brittany, as far as 
witnesses go, she's pretty good at telling everything pretty much the same. A stable story. She's got a stable story, which is always what people say. Well, if they change their story a thousand times, then something's wrong. Right. But at this point, she's not really nervous and whatever. So, and they're not really like, they're just like, are you okay? How's it going? How is your family? You know, they're talking, her family is a bunch of really nice people. Everybody in her family is a professional person. There's engineers, there's doctors. We're not talking, we're talking a good family. Mm-hmm. Both of these families are fucking well, good families. Her family is the one that all rushed out. They all rushed. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they're great. Uh, so th- while she's there, they're questioning her a little bit and they're talking with her a little bit and they're like, so do you know what kind of car Jane had? And she says, well, I've seen it, but I don't know what kind it is. Sure. You know, who knows? I don't know what kind of car my friends have. Like, I don't fucking know, you know. Like, and that in its own, on its own, not a big deal. But it got Brittany thinking. Because Brittany, I mean, at this point, spoiler alert. Right. Yeah. Um. So <laughs> Brittany starts, Brittany gets thinking and she doesn't like where this is going. Where this is going. Sure. So she tells her brother. Chris, who's an engineer and a good dude. Hey, can you call up the detectives and set up a meeting? I have something I want to tell them. I want to make sure that, that they know this information. She doesn't get a fucking lawyer, which is drives me crazy. She should have gotten a lawyer. Right. You're going to give them more information, get a fucking lawyer. Especially one that makes you sound like an idiot, which is about what she's, which, which is about what's ha- about to happen. Right. So, Brittany has information about the car. Of course she does. Adrian. Of course she does. It turns out, Adrian... Brittany was forced by the attackers to move Jaina's car alone. They didn't go with her. Sure. They just said, you go out, you move her car. And then walk back here. And then walk back here. And then we're going to beat you up a little bit. No, this is before they raped her. Yeah. So they haven't done anything to her yet. And they go, you, you, go move that car. Get it out of here. And then come right back. And then come right back or we're going to kill you. This is the honor system. Well, they say... Because they've looked through her through her bag, of course. they've got her information. So she's, you know, yeah. so she, they know where she lives. So if she doesn't, but if, you know, don't talk to anybody, don't go anywhere. But if she'd seen a cop, which by the way, she saw a cop, she could have easily gone, there are some dudes at the Lululemon store right now. They're beating my coworker to death. Right. Let's go get them. And then they don't know where I live. Or then they don't know anything because they're in jail. Yeah. But no, she goes, oh, no, no. They put a cap on me. They put a cap on my head from Lululemon, hence the blood inside right. the cap, because yep. she got that's where she got hit. Yep. And made her rifle through Jaina's purse to get Jaina's keys. They didn't rifle through Jaina's purse. No, of course she not. did. Yep. And then she went and she dropped it off three blocks away and walked back. We know this is bullshit. We like, know she's lying. You don't go back. Right. I don't care who you are. I don't right. care how scared you are. You go to the fucking police. Yep. Go. If somebody does this to you, they go, here, take a car by yourself. Go to the fucking police. Right. If they ex- are expecting or you to come back, the, come back with the fucking police. Or on the flip side, if you're going to commit a murder and go through all the trouble of wearing weird sized boots to try and trip everyone up, that there were people there that weren't you, and you then go to drive the car away, and then like later on, they're investigating, and you're like, uh-oh, they might find my DNA in that car. Then when they come back to you, probably the first question they're going to ask you is, did Jaina ever give you a ride? Oh, yeah, she gave me rides all the time. Boom. Reason for your for your DNA being in that car. Done. Not, oh, they forced me to drive the car away by myself and then come back. Well, this is where I think it was 
that she said no before she thought about it. She said she'd never been in the car before she thought about it. Oh. You know, like she, I think she's very, she's a girl who needs a thing. It took her, I mean, she killed her. They basically, they arrest her that day. She, But this is what, it, okay, so there's a little bit more to this. So the detectives try to get her to admit to killing Jaina immediately after she tells him about this. Because they're like, "We're this is it. We can't fucking pretend like you didn't fucking do this anymore. Right. You clearly fucking did this. Tell us what happened. We know that sometimes people get in a fight. What the fuck happened? And she's like, nothing. I didn't do it. So they bring her sister and brother in and they tell her sister and brother what they have. And then her brother sends his their other sister out of the room and sits there with Jaina and says things like, tell me what if you did it. He doesn't think that they can see it. He thinks that there's no cameras in the right. room. There is. But he says, tell me the... This is com- this is he is, for, he's, for future reference for anybody listening out there. If they're you're always in, if you're in a police station, there's, there's probably a, a camera and a microphone on you somewhere somewhere. But so Chris is telling her first of all, he says this is really compelling. This seems like this is possible. Did you do this? We need to know so we can get you a lawyer so that we can get we can defend you. Right. Like we're not going to abandon you. We love you, but I need to know if you did this so that we can we can start working towards this. Right. Good brother. Now, that being said, they should have gotten her a lawyer before any oh, of this, for sure. but whatever. Um, she says, I don't want to talk about it here. She doesn't say anything to implicate herself. Right. Um, and so, but it's very clear to the police. Now, now I'm going to tell you a little bit more about Brittany that I didn't say earlier because it was very important that everybody maybe like her a little bit before okay. we get to this point. So, Brittany... So we're in for a plot twist. Brittany is a thief. Brittany's been a thief her whole life. Okay. When she was a child, she was a thief. When she was in high school, she was a thief. When she was in college, she was on a soccer team that she got a scholarship to go to that school for. She was essentially kicked off the team because she would go through the other girls' lockers and steal shit from the girls. She also had terrible grades. But she told everybody she graduated. But she didn't. And she never did. Supplies. The reason she was at two different Lululemon stores is because she was at the when she was at the Georgetown store, she was suspected of stealing money. And there was one incident in which she may have stole that she stole perfume from another one of the girls. Weird. Like she would go into their lockers and steal like five dollars. She wouldn't steal like big amounts, right. but she'd steal like a little bit here and a little bit there. And it was getting to the point where people started to notice. And then what Lululemon that does sounds like a compulsion. Yes, it does, doesn't it? So Lululemon has a pol- has a has every year they have a seventy percent off night. Okay. So fuck yeah, right? Like right. if you work at Lululemon, you get you get it's capped out at a thousand dollars. You can get a thousand dollars worth of merchandise for, at seventy percent off. So you spend yes. about three hundred dollars. I think that's a great deal. Uh-huh. Sounds great. So Brittany goes and she goes, hey, I'd like to spend a little bit more. And is that a right? And her manager thinking she means like, hey, I want to spend like there's one hundred and ten dollars. Yeah. She's thinking, oh, she wants to spe- she wants to buy one more pair of leggings right. because her it, she wants to tweak it a little bit so that she can get another pair of leggings. Right. Go ahead. Well, Brittany ends up spending twelve or twenty three hundred dollars or something. So the discount was like six hundred dollars. Uh-huh. Or discounted price is like six hundred dollars, uh-huh. and the next day they basically fire her for discount um, abuse. Now Brittany, who thinks this is bullshit, says, "I'm not the only fucking one who's done this. You can't just like fire me over this. Right. 
not really realizing that she wasn't really fired for discount abuse. She was more, it was just a, it was, that a, the was straw the, that broke, broke the camel's back. Precisely. So she essentially goes to corporate and corporate does an investigation and they find out that it is, it is pretty common that these girls go over and, you know, kind of abuse it. And so she's reinstated, but they don't want her back at the Georgetown store and she doesn't want to be back at the Georgetown store. Nobody trusts her anyway. So she gets transferred to Bethesda, but Rachel, the manager is aware of what happened at Georgetown. So Rachel doesn't care for, for Brittany anyway. Right. And so she, when things start disappearing, money and things like that start disappearing at the Bethesda store, Rachel kind of knows, knows who up. it is. Yeah. And they all, and so she has a meeting with, with the managers and the key holders and stuff. And she says, okay, everybody watch out for Brittany. We're thinking she's stealing things. Keep an eye out. If you see anything, let me know. Da, 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 da. We'll see what we can do. Maybe, maybe we'll have to let her go. So on the night of the murder, Brittany is okay so as someone who hasn't worked in retail maybe you don't know about this but it's very it's a very logical thing before you walk out the door your co-workers are meant to check your bag right it's a self everyone it's just everybody taking care of it's each other self-policing yeah self-policing yeah. and because you have that policy most people don't aren't so brazen as to steal shit right it's a it's not it would be stupid yeah you know so, but Brittany, who's got who's never really had any faced any repercussions for her stealing besides having to leave school which it didn't really seem like she wanted to be there anyway right she jana checks her bag and finds a pair of yoga pants and right. jana says oh where's your receipt oh i don't have my receipt because apparently this is this is weird to me because i would i would keep my receipt until i left the store just in case this happened mm-hmm. but apparently they would just throw their receipts away because they couldn't return stuff after they after they bought it right. which is a pretty decent return policy especially yeah. I mean, you work there. You should yeah. know. You don't. You can't just come and return and right. bring back them. So, but it seems like you would just not throw your receipt away until after you left. Right. You know, maybe they have a maybe they had an option where you didn't need the receipt, like you didn't have to print the receipt, and maybe they were like, oh, let's save the earth. Right. I don't know. I don't know. So, Brittany says, oh, I paid for those. Jana says, do you have your receipt? Brittany says, no, but you can you can check the computer. Well, the computer system is down. Right. So they can't check. And then she says, oh, why don't you call the girl who checked me out and she'll she'll confirm that that happened. Mm-hmm. Well, Jana goes, you know what? We'll deal with it in the morning. Don't worry about it. It's fine. So they leave and uh, Jana calls the girl who she supposedly bought the pants from immediately. Mm-hmm. So they lock up and whatever. And she goes, "It's I think the girl's name is Chioma. It's C-H-I-O-M-A. Okay. So Chioma makes the most sense to me. Um, and she says, hey, did you sell Brittany yoga pants? And Jim was like, nope, I didn't. And Jaina's like, that's what I thought. I'm going to call Rachel. So Jaina calls Rachel and says, hey, definitely caught Brittany taking pants. She said that Chioma checked her out. I called Chioma. She said she didn't. Rachel says, okay, I'll fire her in the morning. Right? This right. all well and done. It's all set. Now, a bit of an aside. Uh, earlier in the night, um, Normally, three people would be closing, but on this night, only two were closing because somebody called off. Gotcha. Uh, so before she left, Jaina and a, another coworker of her named Courtney were talking, and she goes, oh, I have to close the thief. Jaina says this to Courtney. Oh, I have to close the thief tonight. Do you think I'll catch her? And Courtney and her have a laugh. Da, da, da. And then Courtney says, well, I'll stop by later. You know, I've got, I've got to work at my other job, and then I'll come back, and I'll, I'll check back in with you and see how everything's going. Well, then Courtney gets on with her other job, and she's like... I'm tired. I'm going to go home. 
So she texts Jaina. This is the most heartbreaking. Remember the other day when I was like, oh my God. And I like had like a visceral reaction to the book. Yeah. This is, this is what I had a visceral reaction to. She goes, she texts her and she goes, Hey, just got done with work. Courtney texting Jaina. Right. Hey, I just got done with work. I'm exhausted and have to be back at seven. I'm heading home. Sorry. Hope you survived. Oof. Yikes. Yeah. It's fucking, that girl, Courtney hates herself. Oh, I'm sure. She didn't do anything wrong, but she hates herself because she's probably a very nice person. Yeah. So, um, this is when, so Jaina leaves, Brittany leaves. This, this is, this all is all true. Except for the fact that Brittany probably had her fucking wallet. Oh, yeah. And so she goes, she calls up Jaina. She says, hey, I need to go back to the store. They go back. And the the assumption is that Brittany said, please don't turn me in. It's too late at this point. Right. But she says, please don't turn me in. Jaina says, I'm not. Fuck you. Right. You stole shit. I already told Rachel. Yeah. You're out. You're yeah. done. And Brittany loses her fucking mind. So she, my under, what I think happened is she hit her, they started fighting and Jaina starts running to the back door to get the fuck out of there because she's being attacked and Brittany follows her and grabs her by the hair and starts dragging her because there's hair, like Jaina's hair was all over the place. Mm-hmm. And then she just beats her to death with a bunch of different implements and stabs her in the back of the neck to kill her. It's messed up. It's super messed up. So then after she's done killing her or maybe in the process of killing her, I don't fucking know. It had 331 times. So during all the stuff, she puts on those size 14 shoes. She walks around. around. She cuts herself with, she's got, you know, box cutters. Right. Everything, everything's cut. You can cut yourself Mm -hmm. easily. I guess there were cuts to her back that I guess she, that were easily um, reproduced. By the forensics team. Sorry if I absolutely just nobody heard what I said. Um, she's got a stabbing wound on her hand that I mentioned briefly before. That's because this is what this is what police look for when you during a stabbing. Mm-hmm. They look for um, some sort of incidental cut. Incidental cut that happened because sure, because the knife the, slipped out of your hand. Yeah, you're prone to knife slippage. And you're prone to cut like yourself. A lot of people, like I'm, I'm not just with like stabbing, but like like a lot of times when you're using a knife in a an aggressive way, it's very easy for it to slip out of your hand, and that's why you'll see a lot of people that get like cuts, like just from general usage of knives. But and imagine you're violently killing someone. Right. You're gonna get some some stuff. And right. she cut open her hand. She, I don't know what else to say. She beat her to death with everything she could get her hands on because she was gonna tell her tell on her because if she lost her job at Lululemon, they'd find out at Equinox. Yep. And they wouldn't give her the job. This is I mean this is all like what everyone assumes, mm-hmm. but it's pretty. It, Brittany is not a. Up until this point, Brittany has stole things but never been violent. Right. Brittany has reacted to things pretty much like a normal person would react to things. Mm-hmm. She's kind to her nephews. She loves her family. There's nothing about Brittany that would anybody would have made anybody think this was going to happen. Now, she's a, she's a thief, but a, lots of people are thieves and not violent. So it's not, I mean, she's sneaking around. She's not, right. you know, breaking into people's houses with a handgun. Not like mugging people on the street yeah. or anything. So... Anyway, so she's arrested and she's charged. And just like what I said now, they wanted to do a mental health diagnosis, mm-hmm. but she talked to enough counselors and nobody could find anything wrong with her. 
She has literally no mental health issues. That's weird. But she does. I mean, she's well, a she's a fucking what, kleptomaniac. Yeah. That's fucking clear. But a kleptomaniac does not mean that she's gonna go you're going to go off and people. kill people. Yeah. There's So at the trial, her lawyers admit she killed her, but say that it was a heat of the passion thing, that she didn't do it, that it wasn't something that she planned. But the problem with that is that she may have not planned to kill her initially when she called. She may have just planned to try to talk to her and try to get her to not tell Rachel, uh-huh. but it progressed into a violent attack. And the fact that she stopped and picked up a new weapon and stopped mm. and picked up a new weapon. And then eventually when she, when she hadn't died yet, she stabbed her. I mean, this is like, this is like meth head crazy right. like this is a why won't you die uh-huh. sort of thing that was essentially torture to Jaina. right and the fact that she's like oh it wasn't pre-planned the second they say that in in a lot of these cases that premeditation only takes about three seconds like you can premeditate in five seconds you can premeditate in one second mm-hmm. you can premeditate when you make that choice yeah. That's premeditation. Right. It's not, oh, I planned for weeks. Well, I mean, I think the legal definition for premeditation is that you that that you had a plan and there was intent prior to the interaction. I think it's just intent. I don't think there's a plan. Yeah. There has to be intent. Yeah. And I think that she, the thing is, is that at some point she intended to kill her. Yeah. So at some point, even if she was, even if she hit her once with the fucking Buddha statue, which is probably what, how it started. Mm-hmm. Because... That seems like a weird thing you'd pick up later, right. doesn't it? So if she started with the Buddha statue and she hit her and she was like, oh, fuck. I mean, you could have stopped at that. You point. could have stopped and called the police and yeah. been like, oh, damn, I did should not have done that. But instead, she decided to cover it up. Right. By beating her even more. And then you know, 300 plus more times. Exactly. And so it's unreal. Yeah. So then here's a couple of other things for you. Okay. Why the fuck would she move the car? I don't know. Right? I That's mean, a, no, no, I got the answer. Okay. The answer is Rachel, the manager, lives across the street from Lululemon. So if she saw the car... She would have been like, I wonder what's going on over there. Okay. Exactly. Okay. So... that I mean, okay, that, that works. I mean, what I was going to say is like exactly what she told everyone is that they took the car like to, to get away or whatever. And then what? She felt bad and went back? She was there in the store in the morning. She didn't leave. No, I know, but that's what I'm saying. Is like she took the car and moved it. Oh, to say that they did. To say that uh, they did it. Ah, okay. Yeah, I see what you're saying. But then also, there's one other sad thing about this case. There's one more sad thing. There's one more sad thing okay. about this case. Next door at Apple. Uh huh. They heard two women fighting. They heard somebody say, "Oh God, help! Please help me!" And they didn't get involved. That sucks. I bet those guys feel real bad. I mean, that's one of those things where it's like, do you think that they feel bad enough? Do we really need to be mad at them? Well, I mean, they work at the Apple store, so they don't have souls anyway, so. (laughs) But yeah, so that is the case of the Lululemon murders. Wow. Murder, I should say. Um, Yeah. I... It's a pretty intense case. And I did not know. I I knew that that there was some weird tracking of shoes and stuff, but I had not realized until I started looking at the case that she was beaten so severely. Yeah, that's... And... I want to say excessive, but I feel like that's an understatement. Yeah, it's it's unreal. Savage is is how... That is is an excessive understatement. Yeah. To say that it's excessive. Yeah, the prosecutor called it savage. Yeah. And it's it's true savagery. It's true. It's not it's not that ooh, savage. you're savage. Yeah, it's it's, it's fucking savage. savage. It's fucking horrifying. Right. 
it's terrifying too because I like the, the idea of like somebody you don't know that well they'd only work together for like a month mm-hmm. somebody you don't know that well being so mad that you caught them stealing yeah that they stole something and they got caught because that's what it is she was mad that she got caught yeah and she didn't want somebody to tell on her right. because it would affect her future right and it's like, honey, you'd, you're going to steal it over there, too. Right. Hey, it's like, hey, hey, honey, guess what? You shouldn't have stolen in the first place. Then it wouldn't have affected your career. And I understand that I'm talking about a compulsion, probably. I mean, it sounds like it's a compulsion. I think it was means, a compulsion. Which means that she didn't really have any control over it. But, I mean, like, dude, go see a counselor. There's people that you can talk to that can help you yeah. through that kind of stuff. Like, I think she... The thing of it is, is that I don't... Like, she has 2300 Dollars and fucking Lularo, Lululemon. I probably said Lularo a bunch during this I don't think thing. You did, but she I probably has a shit ton of of Lululemon shit. Does she really need another pair of yoga pants? Which is why I agree. I think it's a compulsion. I think it's not something that it. It was pretty clear it was a compulsion. You yeah. don't steal five dollars here and no. ten dollars there unless you feel like you have to. Right. Because it really like she was kind. To her family. Uh-huh. She thought, she thought, she's not a sociopath. Right. Like, I was like, oh, she's a sociopath. Like, my initial idea was that she's a sociopath. And based on the, the, the shit she did to cover up the murder, I would say she has sociopathic tendencies. Right. But I also think that she has love for her family mm-hmm. in a way that maybe only she gets. Or maybe, the, maybe that's the problem. Maybe she knew how to fake it because her family was so good. Mm-hmm at being there for each other that she just had a good idea of how you are a good person because everyone else in her family were good people. Right. And we've talked about this before. The sociopath kind of mimics what's around them that maybe she just went, Oh, well they do nice things for each other. So I should do nice things for them. And then they won't think I'm a bad person or whatever, because she did. The cops did say things like she never really seemed like she was crying. Mm -hmm. She never, I mean like she was upset, but she wasn't really like, crying upset she would uh-huh. she would act like she was crying but she wasn't crying you know all the stuff that they say yeah you know it, it's just the same fucking thing she didn't cry right. but like i don't know so that's britney and the death of J- jana murray britney oh. norwood and the death of jana murray that's that's messed up yep well on that uh on that super fun note uh yeah sorry for bumming everybody out I hope you guys had a good time tonight. Let us know. Uh, hit us up on Twitter. <laughs> hit us up on Twitter at Into the Basement. Or, you know, on Instagram. At Into the Basement show us Podcast. Your, show us your sad face on Instagram. Yeah. Uh, it's Into the Basement at Into the Basement Podcast on Instagram, at Into the Basement on Twitter. You can also email us at Into the Basement Hosts at gmail.com if you have any comments or have any suggestions for future cases i'm going to start trying to delve into a little lesser known cases so that everybody can kind of get a little bit see it from my perspective yeah well adrian's lucky because adrian hasn't heard a lot any of these but you know i've been trying to find the fun ones for you i mean this isn't this is fun only in the sense of like it's fun to tell the story it's a terrible story. It's fun in the yoga pants sense, but that's about it. Oh, they actually, that they kept the, the yoga stuff. They kept the Lululemon in that same place. It didn't move. And they put up a really cool mural that says love on the front door. That's kind of neat. And I think it's a really nice tribute to, to Jaina, who seems like she was a pretty stand-up and cool person. Yeah. I'm sorry that she passed away. Yeah. I, sound, I think I, we would have liked her if we'd met her. I don't know. Uh, so hit us up. Uh, let us know how we're doing. Rate and review us on iTunes or Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. 
Uh, we love you and we're glad that you listen to us every month. Um, I hope, please tell us how you feel and give us some feedback. I love feedback. And I love that you guys keep rating and reviewing us because we've got a few of those now. And that's pretty wonderful. So if you keep doing keep that. Coming, build the momentum. Yeah, if you keep doing that, it's, it's all good. So thank you again and have a wonderful night. And goodbye. Bye.